WVOW Local News, now. City of Logan to hold a public hearing concerning an increase in sanitary sewer rates Tuesday. I'm Robert Fields. A proposed ordinance to raise customer rates will be up for a second reading tomorrow at City Hall in downtown Logan. City of Logan Mayor Serafino Naledi says the city has felt the impact of rising prices like everyone else. The City of Logan Sanitary Board has not had a, a rate increase in probably seven or eight years. Uh, you know, we're just like everybody else. You know, everything's went up. Naledi tells WVOW News no one likes to raise anything, but says there comes a point when raises have to happen. He cited the prices and the availability of some equipment to purchase when speaking of the potential for rate increase. You can't even hardly get it. Still, you can't get pumps even. It's like a, some of them are two or three months out. According to the ordinance, the first 2,000 gallons will cost $20.39 per 1,000 gallons and $13.97 per gallon over 2,000 gallons. No bill will be rendered for less than $40.78 per month. A final vote on the adoption of the ordinance will be conducted following a public comment tomorrow. The public may speak in the council chambers at City Hall beginning at 4 o'clock. Copies of the ordinance can be obtained in the city clerk's office at City Hall. This is WVOW News. Don't let aches and pains put you on the sidelines. Lingering pain from aging or injuries can impair your ability to move and take the fun out of everyday activities. Let Logan Regional Medical Center get you back in the game. Take a joint pain assessment at loganregionalmedicalcenter.com slash orthopedics to find out how we can help alleviate pain, increase mobility and range of motion, and get you back to living your life to its fullest. Logan Regional Medical Center. Be well, live well. That's why we're here. Coming up on Metro News Hotline. On the Monday edition of the show, we'll take a look back at Super Bowl 58 and everything else that happened in the sports world with the good, the bad, and the ugly. Paul Smith will be here to talk about food at 4 o'clock. And Carl Lee, the NFL All-Pro defensive back, joins us in studio at 5. Plus your calls, texts, tweets, in or out, and our question of the day. Metro News Hotline, weekday afternoons from 3 to 6 at WVMetroNews.com and on this Metro News station. A man is dead after his motorcycle crashed into an SUV in Wayne County Saturday night. According to Wayne County Sheriff Rick Thompson, the accident happened around 5.30 Saturday evening in the Ballingee area, about two miles from White's Creek intersection. 45-year-old David Ray Fitchpatrick and his wife were riding on the motorcycle when they hit an SUV. Fitchpatrick was killed, but his wife was taken to the hospital for non-life-threatening injuries. The passengers in the SUV were not injured. The accident is currently under investigation. A woman at Southern Regional Jail Correctional Facility pronounced dead after she was found unresponsive in her cell Thursday. The inmate, a 19-year-old woman, appeared uninjured when staff found her, who began performing life-saving procedures, according to a release from West Virginia Department of Commerce. The inmate was then transferred to Beckley ARH Hospital, where she died later that day. The incident is under investigation by the Department of Corrections and Rehabilitation Criminal Investigation Division and the West Virginia State Police. A Kanawha County man is in jail for allegedly sexually assaulting a nine-year-old girl. Kanawha County deputies allege 23-year-old Nicholas Quaid committed the crime at his home in the Sissonville area less than two weeks ago on January 31st. He was arrested in Charleston early Saturday morning and charged with first-degree sexual assault and sexual abuse of a child. Deputies said their evidence includes the victim's statement and the results of a medical exam. Quaid is being held in South Central Regional Jail on $100,000 bail. The West Virginia House of Delegates considers an amendment to the West Virginia Women's Bill of Rights. The Women's Bill of Rights was introduced in House Bill 5243 at the end of January. 
The bill establishes legal definitions for the terms man and woman and would require public availability of single-sex facilities such as locker rooms and restrooms, as well as living facilities and protective shelters. Last Monday, the House Judiciary Committee attempted to provide several amendments to broaden the Women's Bill of Rights, which would have pushed for pay equity, removed taxes and expanded availability on feminine hygiene products, and expanded women's rights to make their own medical decisions. The latest version of the bill, however, only saw one proposal make it through, striking a provision from the law which doesn't allow marital rape to be considered sexual assault. Kanawha County Democratic Delegate Kayla Young said that she's happy to be able to remove the marital rape exemption, but expressed her disappointment in not being able to get a more comprehensive bill of rights accomplished. Republican Delegate Brandon Steele of Raleigh County, who pushed for the removal of all but one of Young's proposals, calls the current version of the bill a victory. Puts us in line with the vast majority of other states out there and is a big win for women's rights, and I'm proud that we were able to do that. The bill goes into its third reading today. A new House bill would amend the law, requiring birth certificates to list the child's sex at birth as male or female. House Bill 4233 goes on to specify that a birth certificate may not use the term non-binary. Democratic Delegate Mike Pushkin of Kanawha County questioned the necessity of the new provision, saying that it prohibits something that's not common practice or being done right now. House Judiciary Chairman Tom Fast of Fayette County responded that the bill sets a standard, saying that there are only two choices. The bill passed through the House and went to the Senate as of Friday. The West Virginia State Senate passed a bill requiring drivers to stay in the right lane on highways. Senate Bill 441 would make it a misdemeanor to drive in the left lane of any four-lane highway with very specific exemptions. Under this provision, motorists may drive in the left lane when they are passing another vehicle, exiting on the left, or when other certain conditions require left lane travel. Upon conviction, first-time offenders of this potential law can be charged up to $25, with that penalty increasing to $200 or even $500 with further violations. The bill passed through the Senate on Friday and is currently in its second reading in the House of Delegates. At the beginning of February, Operation RIP Potholes had asphalt plants opened, providing the Division of Highways with resources needed to repair roads across the mountain state. Now, those plants are preparing to close again. As West Virginia's warm spell comes to an end, two of the state's four asphalt plants have closed. On Metro News Friday edition of Talkline, Contractors Association of West Virginia Executive Director Jason Pizzatella said that the current closures don't mean an end to Operation Rest in Peace Potholes. We have some plants that are already starting to shutter, and we have a few that are going to stay open until Monday uh, or Tuesday uh, of next week. Um, to give the state just as much, uh, as many tons of asphalt as they need. The operation began on January 30th, and since then, the DOH has confirmed that 6,500 potholes have been repaired. DOH Chief Engineer of District Operations, Joe Pack, said that the goal is to address the potholes causing the greatest amount of danger for drivers. Get local news on demand at wvowradio.com or on your smart device with the WVOW mobile app. Here's the Coalfields forecast from the Storm Tracker 13 Weather Center. I'm Storm Tracker 13 Chief Meteorologist Spencer Atkins, so we're going to roll here with 50s today, 55 to 57. Rain moves in then later, and then we'll go back to about 34 for the overnight low as we have a rain-snow mix. Changes over to snow, so we have our eyes on that, but I think most of that's going to melt. Maybe a little bit of accumulation on the grass, otherwise some wet roads. Turning sunny, but kind of cooler. Highs in the mid and upper 40s. A little breezy Tuesday afternoon. I'm 13 News Chief Meteorologist Spencer Atkins. Listen throughout the day or click on tristateupdate.com for more weather information from the Storm Tracker 13 Weather Center. 
Hi, Toppy Kirchival from Talkline on Metro News. Every Friday on Talkline, we do steam release, and that's your weekly opportunity to vent. And that includes releasing steam about the host of the program, and uh, I won't respond. That's why there's so much political discourse. It's up to you to clean it up, you and your industry to clean this up. Be fair, be balanced. Don't pick sides like you often do. Talkline and steam release every Friday right here on this Metro News radio station.